shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, lots to get to, you can always call or text 402-464-5685, watch and comment, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, the show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking, we're here for day three of Coach Bill Bush in studio, good to have you back, Coach. It's, it's kind of like the NSA tournament. I just keep uh, kind of surviving. <laughs> yeah. get, get, get Survive. to, I, I, I keep get to the next round. You're in the Sweet yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, the Sweet 16. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I get, get to the next cool. round. I'm so very excited like that. Thank I like you, guys. that March Madness reference. Yeah, it'd be nice if Nebraska could just you know be in that for once. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. It'd be nice. It'd be very nice. Good teams, I, Absolutely. That. Never won a game ever. Yeah. It's no big deal. But someday we'll get there. Uh, Idle Chit Chat, sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care. I was talking to Coach before the show, mm-hmm. and he was saying that he prefers to drive over fly. You said you every road trip, 4 a.m. start? 4 a.m. That's when the family leaves. Yeah, buckle up. Yeah, I expect that that was more starting off with like when I was a, a, a young kid that, that with vacations. That's when you leave the house. You're out, you're out, you're in the car and roll. Matter of fact, 4 a.m. You're, you know, 4 a.m. Dad wants to be out. You'd like to catch a break about that's 3.58 early. like that. Just trying to get ahead. That's just early. Try, that's early at that. But that's, that's, that's how you roll. That's middle of the night. But just nothing like driving. There's nothing like coffee and talk radio on when the road's kind of quiet and stuff. And I love driving. Like oh, that. yeah. I'm a big fan of that. And I'm not doing the ridiculous drive. Like, I'm not driving to Florida, then to Hawaii like yeah, Jake flew, but I'm not going to do that. But the no, one that, you're getting that five to six hour drive or eight hour drive, something like that, I, I enjoy that. I assume oh. that you weren't a 4 a.m. road you know, starter for road trips. I was not either. I, I'm not sure I ever will be, but I, I appreciate that. I like early start. I like an early start. Like six. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, five. But I, I don't think we ever did that. We didn't. It seems like we flew when we went places. Well, you're kind of when you're in Columbus, you're kind of already in kind of the vacation part of the state anyway. Yeah. Party and Central, so, Columbus, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. We, yeah. Still kind of still legend with a lot of people <laughs> in that area. <laughs> Who is? With that you? No. Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Every time I drive through Columbus, which I do quite often, it's like Vegas. I, I, I get a, I get a hold of Sip. I talk to him oh, a little bit. Oh, that's right. Anyway, it's, do I say? It's very nostalgic. Yeah, very, very, right. very nostalgic. Yes. Got to so find I, what's still the same since he was been there, and what's changed, which is probably a lot of things. A lot of things right there. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. There's a, they have really nice cases there. Yeah, well, really, most towns do. Yeah, most <laughs> towns do. But that one I think is really super nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's right by the bowling alley, right across from the bowling Which alley. Which bowling alley? Uh, I don't know what road it's on. It's right across from Casey's. I wonder what bowling, because there's a few bowl, <laughs> bowling there? alleys. It's yeah. a great bowling alley. It's yeah. one on the way out of town, isn't there? In Sun Columbus? Valley. It's, 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 no. it's, it's, close to the, it's close to the Viaduct. No, not Sun Valley. No, that's in Lincoln. Sun Valley's in Lincoln. Oh. What's the one? We're not even in the right town right now. What's so the one when you You've lost what town we're in. I can't remember. You're heading north, you know? Yeah, I can't alley out there. Yeah, I can't Drive by it all the time. Yeah. But I like driving to Columbus. You got to go across two rivers. It's yeah. outstanding. <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, okay, got to get back. All right, what are we talking about? What do we got? What do we got going? Well, again, that's Newton's, Newton's Lawn Care sponsoring Idle Chit Chat, 402-440-6297. Call them for a free quote for a 2023 lawn fertilizer program. Trev Alberts was talking last night on radio. Sip, you listened to it. Saw you writing Did about you guys it. listen to it? I did not listen to it. I, I did you read to it, Bill. I did not hear it. No, but I, I, I got a little bit of. Uh, 
I got a briefing this morning from Jake, which was great. So a lot of good things were said, but I did not get a chance to listen to it uh, live. Well, here's some comments that Trev Alberts had regarding Matt Rule so far in the coaching staff. He says, quote, it's been fun to watch this staff work. It's been a challenge. When I say challenge, that's the wrong word. It's been great for our administrative staff as well. This coaching staff is a group of workers. They're passionate. They've got a vision. They push, and they're leading the way culturally in terms of work ethic within our department. I think that's really important. It all starts at the top. It starts with Coach Matt Rule. It's just been wonderful. He said also, uh, let me tell you something. He's far surpassed my expectations in terms of work pace. Man, it's been great to watch. He's working hard. Honeymoon phase is fully in play with Matt Rule and staff. Right, Sam? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's working hard. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of what you do this yeah, this uh, no matter where you're going, not, again, not talking about just a particular case, but everyone that came in new this year, wherever they're at, always has great energy, great start to think that what's going on. You have, everyone has that's been hired has a very good vision in place with what they want to be able to get done. And there is always a honeymoon phase for everyone that's, yeah. uh, that, that, that's coming Absolutely. in. So, so Absolutely. everything that, uh, uh, that uh, Trev said on that sounds you know, 100% accurate. And uh, the little bit that I know about what you see from afar uh, adds up because obviously the staff's doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, they've signed a lot of kids. I mean, they've brought in a lot of kids. So that's a lot of hard work. Yeah, they're busy. They're moving out there. Uh, and, and he's been talking with, with Tom Osborne and Frank Solich a little bit in regularity so far. Good guys to get talk, to talk to. Yeah. I mean, they won a lot of games. I mean, Frank was 58-19. They did a great job. I'm very fortunate, obviously. That I still keep in touch with, uh, with both of them, uh, probably with Coach Osborne more. But, uh, you know, Coach Solich was always just such a huge part of my uh, career starting with that. I actually started – uh, with him, that's I started my first my first spring ball right. was I was coaching right. offense uh, with Coach Solich and coaching the running back. So what year? At that, what year was that? Oh, probably about ninety one, I believe it was, until I got moved over to defense and in the next time. And so it was uh, it was remarkable, and he was so so great and so patient to work with. But one story I could remember is grading film from Saturday scrimmages because we had so many players and there were so many reps. It would go on like forever. And then the next day to grade all those was a lot. And, and Coach Solich, Frank, would sit down with me, and we would do every single snap together. And there would be, I mean, be like 14 fullbacks that got reps. Wow. You know, tailbacks and all. And then there's and a lot of times, usually there's always two backs in the backfield. But the roster was bigger. But he spent so much time. And he'd always, I remember him always asking me, what do you have here? What do you have here? What's your grade? Before, So I wasn't just agreeing with him. Yeah. He'd always make you talk and speak and be able to do that. So uh, Coach Solich is a huge part of, uh, of how I got a chance to develop and, and figure out how things actually work at this level. And uh, obviously, he's done a great job and, and uh, just a big friend of mine and, and just, I said, a huge mentor of mine. Sweet. Uh, I've always been curious because right now, Again, everything is peachy before the season plays out. It, it, you really can't, if you're Matt Rule, you really can't lose until August, September, because everything's positive. When you have a new coach, I mean, Scott, Fro Scott Frost, even his first year ago, he starts off 0-6, but he ends up, this, he ends the season 4-2, and so the honeymoon phase is still going on because they're preseason ranked in the top 25 after a 4-8 and eight season, which is frankly still incredible that they were preseason ranked, didn't go out. Didn't go well for Nebraska. He would go five and seven in 2019. But in your experience, you know, how long does a honeymoon phase last? It, it, for, it's the for, same thing we talked about with basketball a little bit on how things look. 
I think that's a big part of it. So you, when you see things, oh, yeah. how does it look on the field? When you just watch it, when you go to a practice, when you watch the game, um, I used to always use a term, and there was an explicitive in there about that. But I, I used to always say, blanks on TV, and they're keeping score. Oh, yeah. That that's yeah. when it matters. Just don't forget that. Yeah. Is that when 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 it's on TV and they're keeping score, that's different than it is on a Saturday scrimmage. Yep. That, that everything's everything's judged at a different level and it's judged nationally. But they said you have it. It all matters on how things look, what the perspective is. I would imagine uh, at Nebraska fan base wise, I'm just throwing this out that the, the honeymoon for everyone from here on out is probably a little shorter. And that would just be because there hasn't been a very good run of football, and people want good football fast. Yeah. So I think just with that in mind, they're going to want things to happen, uh, you know, in a little bit faster zone. But if things look good, and that's for any place, if, they're, if, they, if things look good with where they're at, and I also think it matters with what you're coming into. Sip, you hit on the other day, there's a lot of players back that played yeah, a lot of thing. football. And so that gives you a better chance. If you're, if you're in a, a, a mode of where you're coming into a place in the, and it's like we've lost nine starters on offense and we've lost ten starters on defense and everyone in is brand new, I think your honeymoon goes a little bit longer. Uh, like that. So what, what are you walking into? If all of a sudden you're taking, okay. over, a, taking over a job of like when uh, Lanning went to Oregon, like Dan Lanning, yeah. yeah. Honeymoon's probably not as long there right. just because of they had good players. They added to it. So that's how you look at things, in my opinion. Well, yeah, it is kind of a tricky conversation because it seems like people regard this as like a roster flip. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, I you know. But the honeymoon a- phase, is it, that, that, that's a real phase, and everything's very, very you know, for every, every new staff right now, oh, yeah. that's what's going on. They're, 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 they're going to get – the benefits of what what's happening with what's going on. So, uh, I, th- I think right now you just look at it from the fan base as being you know, obviously extremely pleased with with what they see. Anytime there's new players coming into a yeah. roster, oh, yeah. there's always hope. So I think they always want hope. So I imagine that that always also helps you with that with excitement and with the, with everything that's going on. Because every time there's a new player coming in, you're like. How good is this guy? What right. can he do for us? All those things. They have That's a lot all of, going on right now. They have a lot of new players coming in. So the fan base is reading about a lot of new players, which they are across the country from every place that they're yeah. at. Yeah, I mean, for, for sure for Nebraska, a lot of faces come, a lot of new faces, a lot of old faces still here at the program. But I mean, it when Nebraska goes out to Minnesota in late August for a Thursday night game, and they go to Colorado, I mean, the lights are bright. It's everything that's been positive and everything that's been shiny – Nebraska fans still expect to win those football games. Do I mean, they, though? I think they do. Yeah, I think Nebraska fans I will tell you. Some do. Some don't. It, I don't know. It's a weird, it's well, a weird time right Nebraska now. will likely be you know, an underdog going out to, to Minnesota. And well, I sure, think Colorado, yeah. they, we'll see about that. But it, <laughs> you just kind of lose, lose where you're at in terms of the staff when the games get played because you just want to win. And it's hard to... Um, it's hard to sometimes calm yourselves as a fan and say, you know, this this we need patience. We've been patient for a long time, but patience is still important every day, every game. It is important to have to have patience with what's going on. There's a lot of installing going on. There's a lot of things, but the one thing that changes a bunch with the new staff compared to maybe 20 years ago is the amount of time you get to spend with your players in the off season. Where before it was just you couldn't, you know, with the amount of time you get for meeting time, there's walkthrough time, your players are around the office all the time. You do have a chance to get caught up a lot faster. Because in general, like in the example, they're in the building all the time. If you're in the NFL, when your season ended was like January 15th, somewhere in that area, if you didn't make the playoffs, somewhere in that, I mean, the 8th, ninth, whatever it is, 
when they're out of the building, they're not back in the building until next May. Oh, that's right. So they're not in there. There's they're, they're, they're not in the building where at, at in college football, you're seeing these guys every day. So, and there's different ways to be able to, and also with electronics, the way it's like, Hey, uh, take a look at these 12 plays. This is the install of this defense like that. We'd always, we'd be doing things. I would send screenshots to my players at, at the, say at LSU would be February. I'd send them nine screenshots to be able to get back to me. Or if we had a walkthrough really? there or anything or, or a practice that was filmed, our guys had to grade themselves and they'd send their grades back in that night by themselves before you got to the next thing. Because so there's, there's a, there, you're so much more advanced than what you were 20 years ago with what you can do to teach uh, young men. And then these guys will be around every place. They're around the office much more. So it does help you go move faster into a new staff, into new players, all those things going with it. Why are they in the office more? Well, they're in the office more just because because you, the availability of what you can actually legally do with them. Oh yeah. So the, you actually before you could didn't have the two hour time frame of when you can meet with them. You can divide that out. There's always walk through time that you can do on the field with them pr- prior to spring ball. Those rules didn't exist back when I first got in the game. Oh, okay. And so, it's, it's, be honest with you, back in if you just went back in, into the '90s, whatever, and and you couldn't have four guys sitting in your office watching film with them. Yeah. which is kind of crazy. And and now it's like, well, why can we not do that? And cuz that's what they're there for and the kids enjoy it and you know, and I say kids, young men enjoy it. So that's part of the that's a little bit of a change up. Yeah. Um 464 to call any questions for coach push, please call or text in. Um Kent says in the text line. And again, this is this is honeymoon talk here in terms of next year's like guys, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I expect Nebraska to come home 0 2 next year Whoa. for their first home game why is that because you got fans that are beaten down still i mean they they might be optimistic about this and they still might believe this could be great but they see matt rules first couple years first years at temple and baylor were not very good yeah. now again i think it's a different situation in terms of what he's walking into with the players left over the guys he's bringing in it feels like it's different to me but you still have fans that have just they have they've had expectations they've been beaten down and they have to overcome that and say, you know what, until they do it, I'm not going to expect it. And it's hard to get past that for fans. It is hard. You know, I, the, the, what, what Coach Rule did at Baylor, I just, you know, viewed that from afar. So I wasn't – I have no inside knowledge of that. But that situation would be much tougher than what he has right now. What he walked into so? at Baylor would be would, – was oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of crazy even even yeah. double back on that right. one. So, yeah, that, there was a lot going on down there. Yeah, yeah, then he had to take over and go through a lot of stuff. So a little bit different. Also, yeah, the one thing I can speak for that's the truth, though, there's not it's not a beat down team. That that team's not beat down. They're 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 they're, they're you saw how they kept playing, kept going. I know. You, you have a bunch of really good guys on the, on that team. So it's not a it's they're not walking in the door. Uh, right, that's shoulders slumped. A lot of people like try to... they're 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 big eyes and big chest, and that's... they're coming in. So it's not a beat down team. So that will help them. That will help uh, this staff get started off in a fast way. Yeah, a lot of people seem like they try to portray it that way. That it's like that it was a mess. Hmm. You know, it didn't seem like a, it didn't look like a mess to me. There's probably times when you could say that it was that it, it looked that way, but I just like I said, from being around them, that's the only thing I can say from where they were last year when when we were you know. On the plane flying back from Iowa, it's not a beatdown team. No. Uh, oh, they're, yeah. they're, okay. There's 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 a lot of a uh, lot of energy in, in the building, Good. and obviously when you bring new people into the building, that also helps a bunch. That creates competition right away when everyone starts coming in, and 
that's just the way life works, man. Bring, I'm all about, I'm always, every time, every time you're recruiting, you just, you always tell your players like, you know, what's your number one goal in recruiting, you know, to whoever I'm talking to, I'm like, I'm to replace you. Wow. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to out recruit your current players every time out. And it's Mm -hmm. not, that's just the way it is. You're trying to get better players all the time in the competition uh, to be able to do that. Yeah, that's hardcore. Uh, a question from the text line. This is not really regarding Nebraska, but I think it's a, f- a fair question to ask regarding teams that have overachieved and underachieved in college football with what they have around them, with all the things. Uh, G- Greg in Lincoln says, uh, I consider Texas has the greatest underachievers in college football. Bill, why has Texas not had greater success with its population and ex- accessibility to loads of quality players? We talk about that region. Where Good sixteen question. to seventeen teams have come from the Louisiana, Georgia, Alabama area, why is Texas not a part of that? Uh, that that's a great question because there is a, Good I mean, question. there's there there is there's talent with yeah. where they're where, with where they're located at and, and how that state values high school football uh, with what they're doing. There's there's generally two ways with it. Coaching does matter. It's the I, I told you the number one way for Prime, Prime. to turn his team around is to obtain talent. I mean, the number one way to, at that. And obviously, then coaching does matter with it. I would imagine the errors that were made at Texas overall were based on, and it'd be the same thing if I've ever had an error or whoever's had an error, it's on competitive spirit. That would be, the, that would be where the error's at. Because if you, I guarantee you they didn't take a six-foot-one offensive left tackle, and they didn't take anyone that didn't fit the the size criteria mm-hmm. with what's going on. So if there's been errors through the road uh, down the road, it was probably based on competitive spirit and mm. how much prick do they have in them when they're playing football. Like that. That's that's how I would I would guess uh, when you when you turn the film on that probably be what it was. But it's a really good question and and everyone even in in the coaching world is always like there's no one that would be like oh so you got a job where are you going to Texas oh, right. oh. you're like oh oh yeah right away it's like yeah. you have money you have you have this, you have this, you have all those things going, uh, going with you, uh, with that, and then also, I know way back when with Texas, uh, some of their they would be uh, so full so early, meaning that they would have sophomores or juniors that were committed, and then sometimes with those guys, how they play their senior year would yeah. come up like that, and sometimes oh, yeah. they weren't the same. That that that's a that's a big yeah. difference with us. And then sometimes you, a lot of times when you're full up, you miss the late bloomers. That's why you're, a lot of times you're watching people on on film. Like, why is he one of the best players in the NFL? He just developed a little bit later, like that. Yeah. So I would have to guess. I, I would put it more on how much competitive spirit like that did they have? How competitive were they? Because they had all the other things that go that go with it. Why would they lack that? How would they lack it? Yeah, well, that, you, that would just be based on. I guess the same thing. If you want a tough, smart, dependable team, recruit yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, because, because once you think yeah. like that, like I'll get them right. That makes well, sense. I, I, I love that one sometimes in the staff room. Like that's we got callers. Yeah, we got some calls. You want to have some questions? We got some sure. questions. Four six four five six eight five. Uh, Bill has a question for you. Bill, you're up on early break. What do you, go ahead, man. Uh, I have a question for Coach Bush. Uh, first of all, I'm enjoying this week that that you're in. It's uh, it's, it's really great to hear these kind of stories. I I think you and uh, and Steve Sipple should get together and uh, write a book about your experiences coaching. <laughs> we, we'd have to have a lot of pronunciation help. I guarantee no, that. I wouldn't. That, I would. Yeah, I would. You You'd might. be very gifted yeah, in that area, like yeah. that, being the Lincoln Journal Star Journalist of the Year 24 right, times. 24 times. Uh, that you'd have that. Yeah, but I, I know. At the, 
But where are you calling from, Bill? Uh, Florida. Oh, outstanding. You're up ready to go. It's, it's great to hear from you. Uh, I have a question about recruiting. Uh, I spent uh, 34 years in education, and uh, I coached at the high school level for a couple of years, not not very long freshman JV. And I, I was wondering about recruiting, how you set that up. I mean, you have to go into the school and who sets it up and uh, how much time do you have? Uh, do they pull the kid out of class for you? Do you talk to his, his teachers? Do you talk to anyone else out of the athletic department? And then the second question, the follow-up, is is uh, how about getting a home visit? Uh, are you invited there to call and ask if you can come? Those are some questions, and I just uh, hang up and, and listen. listen. Uh, Thanks for the call, yeah. Bill. A- absolutely. A uh, couple things go on with it. First of all, with uh, – when if when where I talked about earlier, where the portal is so different, where things happen so fast on visits, where vice versa, sometimes you're you've been recruiting someone for a couple of years, and so you've you've got this laid out pretty well, Bill. As far as here's the dates we're looking to bring you in, here's the times we can do so much better now. Back in the day, they didn't pay for any parents or guardians or, and even now they have someone you can you can you can tab someone as a decision maker to bring on the official trip before it'd be just the kids coming in uh, and oh. it would be and, and they'd you know, be going home like how was oh, prime rib is unbelievable what about the academics i think it was good yeah. you know i mean they, they no parents there no so that part has helped so much but it also adds to the difficulty of getting their flights all the things arranged but you have it set out well ahead of time you have it it's a it's a it takes a village to do it uh, the people that are helping uh, arrange, like right now, it, uh, the best there is in the business is uh, Vince Ginta, mm-hmm. and he's at Nebraska right now. He's the number one guy probably in the country, so that's a great asset for uh, uh, for Nebraska and Coach Rule. But you go through like that, but generally the assistant coach handles all that. He's the one that said, hey, this is what we're looking at. These are the dates we're looking at. We want to be able to have this set. When you're in the school, when you can visit with these uh, young men, obviously that you are talking to everyone. But the big thing is to get the mechanics down. Also with that, you have to have show that you are, you know, back in the day, it was like you're registered with the clearinghouse. Have yeah. you got that done? If you have all your paperwork in, all your academic, because you have to have an academic uh, profile before you come in on your visit. So there's a lot of, you don't get to just, just call a guy up and try to bring him in the next day. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, in the school, boy, you can find out invaluable information. And that's where a veteran, veteran coach can really help you. Because sometimes the pressure is so big to sign players. And so it's on you. The spotlight's on you. And if you're picking up vibes from around that campus that aren't good, and just it's like, boy, how's his attendance? Well, he's got 27 misses this semester. Mm. How's this? How's this? And then you bury that information because you want to be able to get this young man to play for you. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a shame on you mm. if you did that. So to be the adult in the room and to say, I think we need to re- look, look at this. So you go through everyone on that bill to get information from who you're talking to. I love when you're walking through a campus and the security guy stops you and just says, hey, by the way, Best guy on campus. Yeah. Nice, best person. You're, you're going like, okay, okay, okay yeah. this is Got good. Got the in there. Got yeah, the school. Whatever it is, you, you try to find all kinds of little information from people, you know, of, uh, of, how, they, of how they talk to different people. So that's, that's kind of how it's set up. Now, it's different from where your setup, Bill, was uh, with where you're going to go with at LSU – Coach Ogeron, because everyone was so close, it was you had to get them there on unofficials during the season. And and there's just ways to, that, to there, you can get them there to have people get them for unofficial. He would not bring an official visitor in until after the season because he didn't get enough time wow. with them. Where when I was recruiting at Nebraska back in, in the past several, you know, different 
uh, times I was here, I wanted people here on on game day because that was your biggest seller. Now we still got them at LSU to Tiger Stadium, but here if you're bringing someone in, you know, like when I brought a bunch of guys in from Arizona one time, wherever it is, they all came like that. They came to a game, and that's a big mm-hmm. deal like that. When you come to Nebraska, when there's not a game, it's not as overwhelming as it is prior to that so you got to make your decision on on when can they get to the game what can they do with what's going on so that's kind of a nutshell of kind of how you get it arranged what you're doing and then every minute's planned out on their visit with what they're doing how they're being picked up who's going to be with them have everything correct and everything uh it's it it's on with them but best way to to be a great recruiter is just be yourself be yeah. yourself be who you are and have your stuff mapped out with what you're doing yeah. Keep them rolling. <laughs> okay, up next, we got another question about recruiting. Tom, Tom, you're up next. You're on an early break. Go ahead. Hello, fellas. Hopefully you can hear me. My phone's kind of crackled. Uh, I got a question for Coach Bush. So thank you for being on the show. And Sip uh, and Jake do an exceptional job. It's, 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 it's the number one morning show in the tri-state area. It, that's just what it is. And that was, that was pre-me. No doubt about that. Yeah, that was pre-me, yes. <laughs> Okay, so my question is this. So in Texas, I believe, this is my personal belief, is that the players that you recruit in Texas are more polished than the players that you recruit in out in like Georgia, Alabama, where if they're equal in skill, but by the time you, they go to college, one's more polished and one's oh, not. I, you know, as personally, I would take the one that's not more polished, even if they're equal because you can rise them up, their ceiling is higher, whereas I think a Texas is so involved, so into high school football that they polish these kids when they're like in kindergarten, in second grade, third grade. They're already polished on their technique and stuff like that. Whereas in the South, these kids, you know, are not as polished, but they're just as good as athletes, and their ceiling is higher. So there's my there's my two cents. Uh, thank you guys for taking my call. Thanks, Tom. Polished. Appreciate that. Yeah, that, and that's been a kind of a hypothesis forever uh, from Texas is that. They start earlier. They have way more money invested. Head coaches don't co- don't uh, don't teach. They're in the field house. Oh wow, yeah. They're in the field house the entire time. They have a very good staff all the way through, which is which is really impressive. So there's two ways to look at it. What he said is accurate. That sometimes they can they have been so drilled for so long on sets and how they practice that they are advanced in that area. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the the somebody else may not be advanced and they could be bypassed from another state or wherever they are there is some truth to that the other part that's also on the flip side of that is that they also understand structure and how things work when they've been in that structure so when they get to a division one big time school they're very used to what's going on what we have we lift at 6 a.m absolutely what time should you be here five o'clock absolutely we're used to that structure and then also it's so imperative to recruit winners Right, uh, guys. That I mean, that was Urban Myers to recruit winners. And, and first film you'd watch a whole game would be rivalry game. It'd be really? like it'd be like, hey, let's watch, uh, let's watch rivalry. Let, 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 let's let's watch. Don't don't watch them against you know someone else like that. Let let's watch you know Lincoln Southeast, Lincoln East, wherever the rivalry Why games are. Like that. See how they play. See if they see if they show up in in, in big time moments. There was a moment too big for them. Oh. And he wants to have winners in those spots. So always took a lot from uh, from that. So all of a sudden, you say, like I said, you're you're a quarterback, and it's like, you know, how were you? You know, like that. Well, it was, it was, you know, it was a four-year starter. You know, like that. He won 32% of his games. It's like, oh, oh, that's kind of – that's interesting. He's our best quarterback, but he's not a winner. Mm-hmm. And so and some, there might be reasons he wasn't, but those things add up to it. So a lot of times those young men from Texas have that. 
the reason it also recruiting Texas is great from having my, my, my time down there also is that again, coaches are always available. There's nothing worse. You're in Arizona like that. You go see the head coach like that. It's like, well, he's got free period. Th- uh, he's, he's free period three. Well, I'm trying to get to you know numerous yeah. schools that day and how to tie them all together. It's like no, and in Texas you can always start. The first thing you always do would be whoever you're talking to that morning, be like, "Coach, what time are you in?" And if he's like, "Bill, I get there at five thirty, outstanding." Yeah, and so you're there at five thirty with, and then your day just oh, gets, yeah. your day just gets rolling. But those are the two different the, the 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 pluses and the negative of of coaching and coaching staffs and young men probably starting at an earlier age with more structure with what they're doing because you go to, I mean, they have an athletic period you go to. And so there's two practices a day. In Is the that spring. everywhere in Texas? Um, I, I, I can't speak for every single place, but every place I was always recruiting, yes. So you'd see guys, you know, you're at wherever, you know, you're in, in the in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and you're going to, you're going to see a practice at 11 a.m., and you see one after school, and then oh, maybe man. you get to another one after school. And seeing people live is is critical. Yeah. You know, one other thing with seeing people live that was an Ed Ogeron thing that I loved was you carried a camera with you. Like really? That, and you filmed them. Really? Oh yeah, I remember people asking. So I'd be on out there like that. So I suppose you're gonna do that that stupid filming thing. And I'm like, yep, because he's expecting the film in, in about a half hour. Wow. And so if you were out there like that, you did not go into a school. If you came back, it's like, hey, what'd you think of Tony Jones over there at, at uh, Memphis High? Like that. Ah, coach, you know, we got in there and you know they weren't doing anything that day. It's like, what do anything that day? <laughs> go to a day when he's doing something. Yeah. So you came back. So we'd sit and watch. All this, all this film in May, when we got back as a, as a group like that, we'd sit and watch, and you had to send it in, and there'd be every day you send in clips of who you just saw and what you were doing. What if they weren't doing anything though? What do you do then? That'd be bad. That's just a bad day. Simple. Yeah. It's a really bad day because figure it out, make sure they're doing something that day yeah. like that. You can't, you can't work them you out yourself. You can't work it out yourself. But well, a lot of times it'd be like, hey, just make. Yeah. I'm going to be there at that, and, and and a coach has to be out there working them out. But you have to see them. Okay. And it, and there would be several times. That's you'd, that's, a, that's a that's a very that's a great idea by yeah. Orgeron. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, and just yeah, you have to work. That's part of the deal. I'd stand there, and some guys want to stand together and drink coffee and stuff, and and have our have our stuff right there. And sometimes there are oh, they have their sheet in front of right. them, and there's like that. And then there's there's usually two or three of us that were off filming to make sure we got the stuff back in. God. Filming just off your phone. I used to, my phone worked good enough as we got going, but we also had a little camera like that. That was that was a pain in the butt. Like that. The, the phone <laughs> you had to was learn plenty how to good. Use it. Uh, yeah, just yeah, exactly. I could be. Would it be awesome if it be the old VHS on the shoulder cam? <laughs> yeah. That would be outstanding. Did, so not many coaches did that though, huh? There wasn't very many. It wasn't very. That was just that was that was. Uh, but when you ran it, guess what? When I was in the SEC and you saw Georgia, you'd see the coach like that. How you doing? He goes, oh, let's get some good film, huh? Goes, Is that right? Oh yeah, they were getting film. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they were getting film. They were they were they were based off this off the. So not that many coaches did that though. There wasn't a lot that did that. That and again that was. And I didn't always do that. That was that was that was Ed Ogeron when he arrived there. It's like it's like this is what we do here, God. and don't make a mistake with it. Yeah. Don't screw it up. It's a it's a it's a bad. It'd be a bad day for you. So you just send it into like the d- recruiting department. You know, send yep. it directly to Ed. No, no, no. It, it would go to go right to the video department, yeah. and they would get it at night, and they'd text me back. So they'd be there. They'd be there till midnight. Because back in the day, I remember talking to Coach Saban how upset he was on spring recruiting that because he always wanted to go see the top players himself yeah work out well they took head coaches off the road in the spring okay. and so coach ogeron was just like basically like in a captain's chair and he went so the next morning he'd be like okay what do we got he'd go through okay here's the film uh bush sent in da, 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 da. 
uh, just like that, Coach Meatball sent in, da, 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 and like that, and he'd be watching like that. I can't believe co- Coach Meatball. Yeah. Recruiting <laughs> great that. guy. He's a Baylor. <laughs> yeah, great D- guy. D-tackle. D-tackle I coach. I can't believe that recruiting at that level goes on everywhere. Uh, probably everyone's different. You know, there, there's, yeah, different. there, everyone, everyone's Difference different. There, 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 there's a, there's, everyone has a different method to yeah. how they do it. So, you know, however they get it done, that you get it done, but yeah. don't ever get that. Just remember you're as an assistant coach, it is your job to bring in good players and good film. Yeah. Good film, good players. And then, and, and that's on you. That's interesting. Well, uh, we'll get to Chris here. Chris, you want oh, to call back Chris. top of the hour. We, you know, we get, you, you know, miss Chris. Yeah. No, Chris, you can call on top of the hour. Yeah, yeah. We're behind time. Sean Callahan is up next on Early Break of the Ticket.